0: on today's federal newscast. As the shutdown continues, the House passes legislation to reopen several agencies, but it doesn't seem like it will have much hope in the Senate. Should Congress be paid during a shutdown? One of its members says absolutely not. And how is the shutdown affecting hiring for the government and the private sector? These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. The House again passes the Financial Services and General Government Appropriations Bill to reopen the Treasury Department, IRS, Office of Personnel Management, General Services Administration, and other agencies. It also grants back pay to federal employees impacted by the partial shutdown and includes a 1.9% pay raise for civilian workers. The Senate has indicated, though, it will not pass any omnibus not supported by President Trump. The House passed six appropriations bills as a package last week, but it's trying to pass Each one again separately, now that the Senate indicated it wouldn't pass an omnibus the president didn't support. Plans to issue tax refunds starting January 28th have not quite trickled down. An IRS employee tells Federal News Network he has not yet received word from the agency about an updated contingency plan for the filing season now underway. The agency furloughed 88% of its workforce since the shutdown started. A filing season shutdown plan from last year called for exempting more than 43% of employees. At least one member of Congress wants to freeze pay for lawmakers when there's a government shutdown. Utah Republican John Curtis introduces the No Work, No Pay Act. The bill would authorize congressional payroll administrators to dock pay for members of Congress for as long as a government shutdown continues. The bill has no co-sponsors yet, but other members of Congress have separately announced they will not take a paycheck while federal employees are furloughed or working without pay during the shutdown. A federal employee union issues its second legal challenge to the government shutdown. The National Treasury Employees Union is seeking injunctive relief for the impacts of the government shutdown on federal employees. NTEU argues the Anti-Deficiency Act violates the Appropriations Clause of the Constitution, and even if the act is legal, Office of Management and Budget Guidance exempting certain employees from the furlough is inconsistent with the law. The union filed its complaint in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. The Agriculture Department has come up with a solution to keep funding the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, during the shutdown. Under the last continuing resolution, the agency can pay out February SNAP benefits until January 20th. USDA spends $4.8 billion on SNAP each month. It's made early SNAP payments in the past before natural disasters, but an acting USDA executive says he's not aware of early payments ever being done during a shutdown. Organizers of conferences and events aimed at federal employees and contractors are being forced to postpone the gatherings. The Association of Government Accountants, a firm, NFC's Washington, D.C. chapter, all had to find new dates and, in some cases, new venues. The Science and Technology Directorate at DHS also had to push back its cyber innovation event until later this year. Another possible consequence of a long-term shutdown is being brought to light by a member of Congress. Democratic Representative Robin Kelly highlights how the shutdown will also make it more difficult for the government to attract and maintain the high-quality IT workforce needed to provide 21st century government services. Kelly says it's already hard enough to attract IT talent to government work since it can't really compete on the salary front, and the shutdown withholding paychecks is not going to improve that. Could the federal partial shutdown hinder companies from hiring people? More about that possibility from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Employers are by law supposed to run their hires through E-Verify to verify their eligibility to work in the United States. Trouble is, the E-Verify system is operated by U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, part of the Homeland Security Department. The system is suspended now thanks to the ongoing lapse in funding. Information pages are still up, but employers can't log on, and the system won't process. I'm Tom Temin. The Coast Guard suspends its tuition assistance program due to the partial government shutdown. The program will continue to accept applications but will not process them until the Coast Guard gets funding for 2019. It's encouraging students to seek alternative funding like scholarships and loans. Those who already have tuition assistance will still receive funding. The Air Force will begin its maintainer training next program this summer. Maintainers repair and take care of aircraft and other weapons. The program is based off the pilot training next program, which uses biometrics and artificial intelligence to better prepare pilots. The service hopes the new program will get maintainers in the field faster. GSA continues to evolve the $5.5 billion follow-on contract to the Air Force's NetSense vehicle. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The General Services Administration released version 2 of the draft solicitation to buy commodity IT hardware like laptops and routers and associated services. The second-generation IT, or 2G IT, will replace the Air Force's NetSense 2 products vehicle. GSA expects to award between 7 and 10 blanket purchase agreements. The agency estimates its customers will spend as much as $1.1 billion a year on this five-year BPA. Comments on the draft RFP are due January 11th, and GSA will hold a second industry day in March. I'm Jason Miller. And the Pentagon kicks off a new talent exchange with private industry, aiming to boost the experience of its acquisition workforce. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Congress gave DOD new authorities to send its civilian personnel on temporary tours of duty to work inside private companies two years ago. The Pentagon launched a pilot program implementing the law this week. In the trial run, 13 workers from DOD and the private sector are making temporary moves into industry or government with the goal of widening their professional development. The program allows exchanges between three months and two years long jared serbiu federal news network you can find more information about these stories at federal search federal newscast subscribe to the federal newscast on podcast one or apple podcasts and follow us on twitter our handle is at federal newscast i'm eric white